Sausage Hut, baby. We're coming at you from every direction. We got a long way to go, and we're just getting warmed up. And if it's football playoff season, you know what that means. That's right. You don't think we're going to let you go through a weekend of playoff football without giving our three cents, do you? Hell no. Are your fantasy football playoffs over with? But are you doing a playoff challenge? Is that what you're going to do? Are you going to pick everything? Do you got some sides bets? Do you got some wagering going on? Is your team in the playoffs? Did your team just lose their coach and their GM and everybody in between? We don't know, but you do know. We're going to have to bring in the commissioner of all things in America. That's right. Michelle. Mitchie's back for the postseason, baby. What's going on, brother? Mr. Kielbasa, postseason National Football League. There are so many things, so many things going on, but I want to say to everyone, in all sincerity, happy bleeping new year. Hope you had a great time. It's time for some football. Do you understand what I'm thinking about here? I do. There is all kinds of action. Like you said, fantasy football season is over. We go back to Mitchie's default statement. Happy scouting. Happy scouting. People still pay attention. Fantasy football can be a daily game now. Listen to this program. You sports sports people putting a nickel down with your buddies? Listen to this program. You just like nonstop fun. Always listen to Mr. Kielbasa. Always tune into the Saucy Cut. This is a 30 for 30, Johnny Kielbasa. And it's my pleasure and my my absolute Friday joy to be with you right now talking about all the things we're about to talk about. Ho, ho, ho. Happy New Year. Let's be go, Mr. Kielbasa. How are you? I'm doing well. 2020 is off and running. But as an NFL football fan, I can't believe that I'm back to square freaking run one with the Cleveland Browns after so much promise of an offseason, six and freaking ten, and we're right back to square one with no GM and no freaking coach. On the other side, the New York football Jets standing pat, but still. They saw what little potential they had, and they said, hey, there might be something here, but we're not going to fire our coach, and we're not going to fire our GM, and we're going to roll with it, which I'm sure is not music to the ears of Michi. Man, how could it end like this? We were talking about being in the AFC Championship game together. Now we're battling we, uh, for freaking draft picks. See, we were, we, you know, somehow, someway, we bought the hype. As we all know, our favorite soap opera is the biggest hype machine of all time. All time. And we believed it, and that's what happens. Um, Front to back, your hashtag America's theme, hashtag Cleveland Browns, that hurt me because everyone I know has been calling me, not tweeting, not texting, calling me and giving me a bunch of business about uh, the love and joy that we talked about for 2019 in the Cleveland football Browns. And... Your your coaching was a problem, um, Mr. Kitchens, as we all may have, you know, the suspections. Is that a word? No. Yeah. The things you suspect and the things that transpire, 
is is you know that's what it is your record is your record we suspected more what transpired was so much less in cleveland um and freddie kitchens i can understand moving on the question in cleveland much like the question here for my jets jets is ownership the ownership of the team and the men making the ultimate decisions the football people that they continue to put in charge it's a revolving door, and National Football League may be built on that. Pro sports may be built on that. But what you've done in Cleveland with six coaches in seven years, is that what we're looking at? Oh, something like that. Who? Uh... And three or four GMs in about the same amount of time. Who, at, um, six months ago, was walking on water. We had the greatest GM of all time six months ago. Now we can't even – we're letting them walk. We saw we saw the Photoshop image. Not only is he walking on water, but Odell and and, and uh, Baker in my house mowing the grass, but can't fix uh, a bleeping fire extinguisher. Um, we saw them all about to walk on water, and uh, I know that was a great. You know, whoever put that Photoshop picture up, I appreciate that. <laughs> and and uh, and I got inspired. But the truth of the matter is, it's a very humbling game, people. If you're playing a game and you get beat, that's one thing. If you're playing a game and you beat yourself from whatever reason, top to bottom, man, that's just too much. And your owner is is, you know, should go go back to selling greasy sausage and egg sandwiches and diesel fuel to truck drivers full time because his ability to run a National Football League team is as miserable as the last crew who ran the Cleveland Browns. And there's my crossover cuz my New York Football Jets are run by the Johnson family, as you know. And one guy is now some sort of a foo-foo guy over in England. And his brother is involved. And the New York football jets are owned by the Johnson family. There you go. It's not just the guy, Chris Johnson. It's not the guy who's uh, in England. It's also their mother. He's the three-headed monster who owns the Jets, the hmm. three of them. And their ability to um, take money and print money is infamous as well as a scar on my soul. The Jets are a football team that, um, let's call this, oh boy, let's call this the biggest travesty in all sports. The owners are getting paid millions, if not billions of dollars. And what matters not is, is winning football. What matters is, how can I make a billion five? How can I do, how do I just, how do I make more money? It's not about the product. It's not about us fans. It is a profit situation for these owners. And there, there, there's enough money to go around where if I go 500 and every four or five years I have a good season, I'm still going to make the same amount of money or less if I invested it in my program. It's a business model. And it's, if I was the commissioner of the pro league as i am the commissioner of all other things as we well said i would i would really have a motivational test what is your motivation for owning the cleveland browns what is your motivation for owning the detroit lions ms ford what is your motivation there in in dallas of all places and when you suck for so damn long and or you are inept for so damn long but you're still making the mega dollars and the joke's on me. The, and 
I hope a lot of people just disregard what I just said because if more if more people think that, we'll start turning this crap off. I got better things to do on a Sunday afternoon. <clears throat> Been there, done not that. Me, but not me, not me personally, because I'm a big fan, you know. But I still I have my reasons, Michi, for a reason. I enjoy the heck out of it. But sometimes it's completely challenging. The hype machine that will be the New York Jets moving into next season is, oh, they won, you know, some good games down at the end of the season. Well, they didn't beat anybody of consequence. The hype with the Cleveland Browns is ninefold. Who's the GM? Who's the coach? Can I can't get over Haslam's press conference yesterday. What a clown. He's almost as much of a clown as, as the guy over there in Washington. Dude, he's been in, the he's, he, yeah, he's been an executive for so long. Executives get into that. Once you become that C level, once you become a VP and up level, you there's a whole nother language that is spoken and you're in this vacuum and you're in the echo chamber and yeah. all of a sudden the, the bullshit that comes out of your mouth makes sense because of the sycophants you're surrounded by think that you that's think a, you know a, what you're talking about that. i like that yep yeah the, the ass kicking ass kissing assholes around you make you you think you know what you're doing because the business you run is successful but really when you're, you're just an you're a dumb human just like the rest of us yeah you're rich and yeah you um your business did well but when it comes to trying to communicate that in a press conference uh we're trying harder than ever like we weren't trying hard enough for the last 20 15 years or whatever how long the haslams have owned the thing we're gonna do to do to do to do to do i mean really man we're gonna double our efforts we're gonna double our efforts and, and you know the now problem the, with oh please continue it's gonna Sorry. go down is this is all going down as Freddie Kitchen's fault. And I have a hard time I have a hard time believing that. I mean, that's what he's the scapegoat here. He's right. he, he's the reason. Like they're going to point to bad coaching decisions he made, but man, I don't know. It, it, you got to execute on on a the field. Plan. And maybe You got to execute a game plan on the field. In retrospect, you you, yeah, in retrospect your defensive coordinator should have been our head coach, I think, and Freddie Kitchen should have stayed where he was as an offensive coordinator and we should have kept 3G. Well, coulda woulda shoulda. Um oh, I know coulda shoulda. That's what we do in Cleveland, coulda woulda shoulda Cleveland Brown and fans. There you have it. But the idea, I think the way to the way not to go insane, America, is to look forward. And looking in looking forward, the Cleveland Browns are a mess. And the New York football Jets are a mess. The Redskins got a head coach. They're a mess. Dallas Cowboys took like 900 days plus the, the, all of the beginning of 2019 to say, sorry, redhead, you got to go. You imagine those negotiations. What a bunch of crap. And there's a bunch. There is so much NFL and fantasy football rehab that we can get into. But, you know, Mr. Cabasa, what trumps it all, what is the card you throw down when you're playing spades? The big boy. Boom. It's the NFL playoffs coming right your way starting Saturday. And it's pretty exciting. Yeah, what do so, you think about yeah, that? I think it's pretty exciting. But just to dwell on what our teams did just a little <laughs> bit longer. Because that's what we got a long winter of dwelling upon what went wrong. And, you know, Sam Darnold, 3,000 yards passing. Baker Mayfield, 3,800 yards passing. Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. I can't believe it. They both got 1,000 yards receiving how the hell did that happen because it seemed like odell never caught a pass they neither of them got many freaking uh touchdowns nick chubb nfl um, he lost the scoring title in the last week 
or I'm uh, the rushing title in the last week because they only gave him the ball like 14 times or some bullshit. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. On the flip side of that, the uh, Tennessee team made a point to give Derrick Henry the ball. Yeah. Derrick Henry was over 150 yards behind Nick Chubb for the rushing lead. And when Henry broke the, his last touchdown, I think he broke a 60-yard touchdown. Very impressive. And – the announcers who were doing the game, um, if you had like the text on, because I turned the volume off and sometimes I look for the scroll of the text and they were all over it. The Tennessee team needs to do this and they did it and they had an opportunity to do it. They seized the day. The Cleveland Browns had heart seizure and the New York football jets had heart seizure seizure and they couldn't get out of their own way to save themselves. The debacle of Le'Veon Bell is is in every way the same as the debacle of Odell Beckham Jr. Seven hundred and eighty nine yards out of Le'Veon Bell, which is I, it seems for it seemed like he wasn't doing much, but he's done. That seems like a lot for the way they treated Le'Veon this year. I don't. Is it hopeless for him? Is he done? Are they going to actually give him the ball next year or what? In the last two games of the regular season, the uh, the bug-eyed coach who didn't want him on the team found a way to adjust and gave him the ball. And he had two good games to close the season, positive games. Throughout the season, he would get uh, – when, when Darnold went out um, and their uh, backups were all in, you know, I don't know how many backup quarterbacks they played this year, three, I think. And they would highlight give him the ball 11 times in a row, eight times in a row, and you wouldn't see him touch the ball for a quarter and a half. Uh, Mr. Geese went out of his way to be a girl. Sorry, women. I'm not talking about you. He held a grudge, and he took his toys away because I have to be right. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to reverse the game. I'm going to reverse that right now. He was a spoiled little brat with the only kid with a basketball, the only kid with a football, and he fumbled twice and ran home with his own football because he couldn't handle it, because he just couldn't handle it. So I've covered men and women there. I appreciate me uh, checking myself. The idea that Adam Gase um, is the Jet coach of the future is a surprise to me. When we spoke in the summer, I had said to you in the fall, I said, these are the same old Jets. I am not buying it. And you tried hard, Mr. Kilbasa, to say, buy the hype, buy the hype. And what I should have said to you is the same thing you said to me. Don't buy this hype on Cleveland. Um, you know, or the same thing I think about the Jets, rather. Don't buy this hype on Cleveland. And, and again, both of you and I and the rest of the sporting world were victim to the hype. I don't. I don't like it. And it was. A, like it was it. a heyday like for the haters. All the haters. It was a heyday uh, for open, the haters. You open yourself up to all kinds of reprisals. You know, grenades at forty feet. Come on. You all. You know. You because. Let's face it. Like you said about the haters, if you're not in the in club and you try and do something different, people are gonna bug you. People. If you're a. If you're a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. People are going to bug you. Oh, you like the Jaguars. You should like, you know, you should be whatever the case is. But people's opinion and they try to smack down on you. You know, you know what we do with people like that. We put them in their place. That's all. People try to hate and screw the haters. What do they know? Yeah. <clears throat> what do they and know? They were right. You, the have your fun haters. Uh, 
Have your fun. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, they may turn out to be right. But the essence of the whole thing, Mr. Kilbasa, is to have some fun. The payoff is sometimes, you know, you and I have learned to suffer, but we got to find ways to enjoy this stuff. And the haters, um, in my opinion, have none of the, they do not have that capacity. So I'm going to prefer to be you. I'm going to prefer to be me. And those haters are going to hate and let them turn the damn podcast off right now. Go away. We don't need you. What you do is you talk smack all the way up until kickoff <laughs> you let it happen and then if you lose you take your medicine shake hands and move on to the next one that's right and that's right but the haters what do the haters do haters are going to remind you in nine months and they should the you, you deserve it man if you're a disher well, outer you got to be a taker if you're a disher well, outer I'm, you got to be a taker i'm fully aware of that but the point of view when the haters hate is if we chose to, we could still, we can take that point of view and just reverse it right on them. You know, the pants go on the same way. The toilet flush is counterclockwise. Nothing is different. But people got to hate. They got to feel better about themselves. Oh, the I'll tell you what I feel about. I, t- I tell you what I feel better about. I feel better that I've learned my lesson about my New York football jets. And I know and have known for the last 25 years of my life that if I live to be 100, I will not see the Jets win a Super Bowl championship. And I've been convinced of that since I was 25 years old. And in the beginning of the season, I said to you, sir, I ain't buying this crap with the Jets. They're the same Jets. And what I said a little while ago about ownership is the, is the reason I feel that way. They're not concerned with winning. The great Connie Mack, 100 years ago, had the best baseball team in the world. Three times. He said, I make just as much money, maybe less, with a great team. If I have a competitive 500 team, I end up making more money. And I don't have to pay the salaries. I make more money there. I sell the same amount of hot dogs. The lesson from ownership from Mr. Connie Mack was, you don't have to win to make your money. And the National Football League sees to it with their uh, payroll sharing. And thus, the competitiveness of ownership um, doesn't exist because they're in it for a different reason. They're in it because I have a yacht and I need a bigger yacht. They're in it because I got more money to burn and I could feed half the world Let if I chose to. But I'm just going to – I'm just, ah, not done yet. And I could feed – I could do whatever I want, but I'm just – I just need a bigger boat. I need to buy the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. I need to buy the Cleveland Browns. And run sure. them into the ground. The fans will come back. They don't care. I'm done with uh, sure. rehab. Can I move on, please? No. One more question <laughs> for the future <clears throat> while we're here, and we'll leave this to the winner. Yes, sir. We we had our quarterbacks. We had our quarterbacks of the future. Never a sure thing in New York. Nothing's ever a sure thing in New York. Now, what do we? Now we're thinking we had two years with Baker Mayfield, and now the the doubt since he had a he had a down year compared to the glory of last year's seven eight and one season. Now the question becomes: Is he the man? And if he's not the man, what do we do? Do we? What do you do? Do you go straight out and try to get rid of him, or do you say, "Hey, we're going to bring in someone for competition," or do you just let it ride? And that is the question. Do do, do we want Baker Mayfield to become Marcus Mariota? Do we want Sam Darnold to become Marcus Mariota? 
you want to keep giving him time and keep giving him time and then all of a sudden you realize that he you know he was a fluke and that you know that definitely baker mayfield when his contract's up he's getting the hell out of town unless they're really good next year what do you think about sam darnold i um i look at the i look at the uh playoff game in new england for an answer and the name of Ryan Tannehill comes to mind. Yeah, number one pick, washed out of Miami through most of, through a lot of ineptitude in ownership and some injuries, and here he is after sitting a little bit, getting healthy, maturing. He's not twenty two years old anymore. He's twenty seven years old, twenty eight years old, and I think the burden on a twenty two year old kid who could be a senior in college if he decided to take all his classes. Yes, that was a rib at a lot of teams, but he's just just graduated from college. Has the weight of the world on his shoulders. His growing into manhood is still. I don't care how talented you are. Some of these kids can overcome it. Most of these people grow into men. And we've seen Ryan Tannehill mature after four, five, six years of suffering. Is he a bust? We've seen him mature, and he is playing good football. Marcus Mariota is a draft bust, in my opinion, and he's like a lot of other quarterbacks who um, were given the reins far too early. They weren't prepared physically they're prepared but professionally they are not prepared and that shift change on how we treat we we listen to me on how we treat the young quarterbacks i think is the problem do you not think baker mayfield has all the skills in the world the answer is yes darnold is the same way um if you give him time to grow we're talking four or five years. We're talking about the way we're talking Steve Young waiting for Joe Montana. You just grow into this. And as you're 24, 25, 26, you are just that much better at the quarterback position. Reference Drew Brees being great after the age of 30. He was okay. He was good. It wasn't great. The guy who, you know, throws that out all the window is like Dan Marino. Um, you look at the kid, uh, Patrick Mahomes last year, people were, you know, you're slicing bread here this year. He got hurt this year. He threw some interceptions this year. He showed himself still to be a young quarterback growing into the position. Baker Mayfield got uh national coverage with how many different commercials he's just, you know, he's, he, let's just hope he's not Johnny Manziel. Okay. But He's if he no one's Johnny he, Manziel, <laughs> exactly. But that's the other poster child, you know, a complete knucklehead. Um, and the idea that he's going to grow and mature is a valid way to look at it. But the process in the professional game is we're drafting you, we have to play you, you have to get your lumps, you have to learn. And some guys, you know, you could be great in college, but you're playing against men now, you're playing against grown men now. And it's a whole different deal. It's a whole different. Baker Mayfield, uh, his execution and his footwork was a major problem for your team. Um, drop passes was a major problem on your team, and that was long before Miles Garrett turned into a WWE superstar. That was existing, and that comes from straight up his OC and his uh, positional coaches, as well as the head coach, understanding how am I going to get this kid to play better football? You and I said it in the beginning of the year, give it to Chubb, and when Kareem Hunt comes, give it to Hunt and Chubb. 
didn't work that way, did it? Because they didn't fucking do it. How can you and I on a sausage hunt? We're not uh, we're not making the six figure coaches contract, but it's just so obvious. And so these bright guys, these CEO types, these corp, these big executives, because let's face it, these National Football League head coaches make as much money as these you know Apple executives. It's not a joke. Well, Apple executives make more money, but that's a different story. They are, um, as you said, um, they're they're they don't know what they're doing. They're not. They're overcomplicate. They have to figure it out. I have to be smarter than Chicago Bears head coach has to be smarter than Andy Reid. He's not. It's not available to him. He needs to be himself. He got lucky and and was retained for another year with uh, potential draft bust, bust Mitchell Trubisky. The maturity of a head coach, the maturity of a quarterback. It's not an easy trick, but with the pressures to win straight away, mistakes happen. You know, they're not, they're thinking, they're not doing. And that's, we can talk about all the time, all day long in sports. They're thinking about what they're doing and then they get beat up. Oh, it's a travesty. And for my Jets, for my New York football Jets, next year, they're going to be a real good football team. Okay. Wait till uh, next year. That's all we got to say, man. Wait till next year. Well, no, the Darnold, the Darnold, the Darnold uh, years will be okay. The, the kid can the kid can play some football, and I think that he is gonna as he grows and matures, he's gonna be a very nice quarterback. And your man Baker Mayfield, um, he does not have he's a different character, and there's gonna be a time where his uh, antics, if you would, um, like yelling at some kid before the game in their last in their last game before they went on the field was a joke he's a to me he's coming across as um um someone as a young man who needs to be a man he that you can't rush getting to age 25 you have to live you have to learn you have to grow and that young man needs to grow a little bit that's my opinion on baker mayfield okay i'm good you feel better now yeah i feel better now My team sucks, and your team sucks. In America, if you're a fan of any of the other teams we just ripped on a little bit, your team sucks too. <laughs> Shit. That's why there's fantasy football, Mr. Kielbasa. That's right, Michi. And you know what there is this weekend? <laughs> These are yes, sir. the two best football weekends of the year as far as I'm concerned because we've got two playoff football games tomorrow, and we've got two playoff football games on Sunday, Michi, tomorrow. 4:35 p.m. Your Houston Texans sitting at 10 and 6, hosting the Bills. That Michi said from day one was going to be a good team. Texans Bills Saturday 4:35. How about, about that you? crazy? What about that crazy start time? That's 3:35 in Houston. Well, come. What about that? What is this start time? Come on, man. Special. This is their special weekends. Oh yeah, special, special start times. Right. Special. Okay, fine. I'll accept that. Team in a dome. The Buffalo Bills are in a dome. The Houston Texans are healthy. J.J. Watt is playing in this game, America. Have you found that one out yet? Well, you just did. Now, he's not going to be a full-time player. You know, he plays half the snaps. That would be wonderful. And uh, the Buffalo Bills, as much as I like them this year, Mr. Kielbasa, and I appreciate you calling that out, I also kind of had some warning signs up ahead in about week nine, week 10 about the Buffalo Bills because I had seen it. They are not 
The Buffalo Bills are not going to beat the Houston Texans on Saturday. The Buffalo Bills have not. They beat one over 500 team, one playoff bound team this year. They have not competed um, with all cylinders on offense. Their defense is stingy as stingy gets. The offense isn't ready. Um, and I think that the Houston Texans are going to come out and put a beating on the Buffalo Bills this weekend. Okay. First game Saturday. I can see Deshaun Watson being the, um, in my opinion, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league right now. I think he is as good as anybody. And Will Fuller is not on anyone's injury report for the first time in two months. And the combination of Will Fuller, Hopkins, Fells, and Carlos Guapo Hyde is going to be more than enough to take care of the Buffalo Bills in their first meaningful game. Well, they played a playoff game last year, but I think they played a playoff game last year, something like last that. Last year or two years ago, I forget. Yeah, same, same, you know, probably last year. But uh, the idea that the Buffalo Bills are going to um, be able to handle the Texans doesn't exist. This game, America, if you're playing fantasy football, you know, on them, on that daily sort of thing, you love the quarterback. We'll get into this. But Watson can have it. Um, even against a, a good Bills defense, I think Watson can be a nice player. They're going to score three touchdowns, at least. Will Fuller is a touchdown maker. And I believe Carlos Hyde is a touchdown maker. And in my humble opinion, Josh Allen's going to have a turnover that the Texans defense takes to the house in a pick six sort of thing and the buffalo bills cannot score enough points to keep up with the texans on any sunday especially this saturday coming up that's what i think about that sir i think i think uh, i think the buffalo bills use this as a learning experience and they play and they compete because that's the kind of team they are but i believe that the texans are uh listen the, the the houston texans went all in they traded their draft picks. They had to reset their backfield. They are all in for 2019-2020. And there is no way in the world that the Texans lose this game. No way. <clears throat> what do you think about that, Mr. Kilbasa? Yeah, I'm, I think everybody is going to – most people except people on the ass end of Lake Erie are going to agree – that the Texans roll over the Bills because nobody wants to give the Bills any credit. Nobody has wanted to give the Bills any credit this well, year. Well, let's, let's say it nicely. The Bills got a – now, they had a nice, nice year. They really did. Their, their flaws are available for anyone to see, and you can be happy about it. You can go hashtag America's team. Well, that just fell down on the ground. Hashtag America's team, hashtag the Buffalo Bills, all you want. But not this year, not yet. This is just – they. They're not going to be happy to be there. They're going to compete. But Houston is going to take this game. I can see Josh Allen making a big mistake. I can see Josh Allen running for a touchdown. I like the running back, Devin Singletary. Happy scouting for your fantasy football teams next year, people. Devin Singletary is going to improve and improve. But they don't. I don't think Buffalo scores enough points, Mr. Kibasa. And I think, that, um, I think that Houston's just going to come in and be a – it's going to set a few people's eyes alight because they're going to be on fire. Why, yes, sir. Why then, Mishy? Why then is the spread only two and a half points? That's real because because Buffalo 
Buffalo's defense has in the red zone is as good as it gets. Okay. And the feeling, the feeling that I get from that, no, it started at three and a half, by the way, which America, that means the sharp guys in the desert are putting their money on Buffalo right now. And I don't, you know, I'm not saying I'm smarter than the smart guys. I am saying I'm Mitchie and I know what the hell I'm talking about. And those smart guys are going to make a mistake by dropping that line because they're seeing a field goal game, Mr. Kilbasa, not touchdowns. And what I'm trying to suggest is the Houston Texans are scoring touchdowns this Saturday, not field goals. And that's the difference. Texans win by nine points. Wow. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean for the point spread? That means they're thinking Buffalo is going to score a little bit of a late touchdown. The experts are thinking that the Bills are going to win this game, I think. Or they're lying to you. I don't know. Um, no, no. I, I think that uh, I think that they're seeing a close game because Buffalo plays close games. Their defense is tremendous. Um, their defense doesn't, to my, to my eyes and my liking, and one of the reasons I, I kind of got off the Buffalo bandwagon is their defense doesn't score too many touchdowns. And you know how much I like defenses and special teams scoring touchdowns. I love it. Game changer. <laughs> and the idea that they don't get enough sacks is there this year. And the idea that they don't get enough interceptions is there this year. But they get stingy like it's nobody's business inside the 20-yard line. And I think that's what the smart guys are looking at. And my my counter to that is that the Texans' juggernaut is going to take off. Okay. At home at 435. Uh, people, you want to watch a, you want to watch a party? Let's go to Houston and watch a party. What's Bill's your, what's your goofy, be there. What's your goofy put a dollar on it bet for this week for this game? Oh, um, the goofy it's not goofy at all. I'm gonna put a dollar on the Texans defense to score a touchdown. I'm gonna put a parlay that same dollar with the Texans. I'm gonna put Will Fuller to score a touchdown. And I'm gonna put a dollar for El Guapo, Carlos Hyde, to score a touchdown. You put a dollar in a parlay, that'll pay thirty four dollars, Mr. Kilbasa. Wow. Come on. Come on. And while I, we're coming on, let's come on up to New England. I, I'm good in Texas, right? Uh, yeah, I get in trouble in Houston, but not this weekend. Let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> New England. Oh, they're done. That's right. Yeah, no. New England's not going to win. That's, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. New England's done. That's what they've been saying for the last 10 years, and all they do is win Super Bowls. Meanwhile, the Saturday night special, the Patriots hosting the Tennessee Titans. Oh, Mike Vrabel's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got big shoulders. He does. <laughs> Yes, he does. Twelve Mr. and four Kielbasa. Patriots, nine and seven Titans. Oh man, a, a five point spread. I got forty four and a half as the over under. I don't know about that. I haven't checked the weather yet. It shouldn't I have. be that bad. Okay. I have. What is it? Please continue, though. What's no, the weather going to be? Um, uh, forty degrees and forty percent chance of rain. Perfect football weather for January yeah. in New England. Oh, you couldn't ask for anything more. Okay. Are you gonna? Couldn't are you putting the goat more. out to pasture? I'm not. Um, can I make a can I make a fantasy football analogy right here and now, Mr. Cabal? Of course you can, Michy. All right, Michy. America, as you know, Michy. No, America, as you don't know, Michy played for the fantasy football championship. 
Now, I am, as I said to you while I was banging a gong when last we spoke, I feel like the hoodie because I'm not going to be beat. I am a good, if not very good, fantasy football player. America, Missy is exactly like the New England Patriots. Nobody rooted for me anymore. Nobody wants to see Missy do his thing and get a championship. That's why I'm like the hoodie. That's why I'm like New England. And that's why New England is like Missy. Because the Tennessee Titans are going to beat the New England Patriots at home on Saturday night, Mr. Kielbasa. Mm. The New England Patriots, um, um, as great as they are, have never won. Well, I don't know if it's never won, but they didn't win any of their Super Bowls when they played wild card weekend. They've always been beat when they have uh, played on wild card weekend. And to be honest with you, I don't think that's been since the year 2010. (laughs) But the point is their history, their cybermetrics, their analytics say New England don't win the division. New England don't get a bye. New England don't win no Super Bowls. And I think that the Tennessee Titans are the kind of ball club um, both on offense and defense that are going to put and look to put some serious wood on Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Wow. And now the New England Patriots have had a problem with their offensive production um, all season. Um, Since Ryan Tannehill, now that he's a seasoned veteran and a grown man, Ryan Tannehill, that'll piss some people off. Ryan Tannehill has proven to himself to be a leader of this young group, and their offense with Derrick Henry is completely dynamic because a healthy, healthy Derrick Henry is the steamroller that no one stops, especially late in the year. And you would look, and I would look, and we would look for the Tennessee Titans to physically take advantage and beat up the new england patriots and i'm talking i am talking by six to ten points aj brown is a rookie is the best wide receiver on the field derrick henry is the best running back on the field and right now ryan Tannehill is hands and head and shoulders above tom brady as a quarterback on the field coach grable Grable. Did I call him Grable? Grable, Grable. Yeah. Up in yeah, the I said stable. it backwards. But uh, the coach knows the New England thing. He's won championships with him. He has built a stable, talented program in Tennessee. And Tennessee is going to come out and shock the world. Much like no one was rooting for Michi to win a championship. Um, and they were rooting for my opponent. I think everyone needs to get on board because – I know people who say if New England makes it to the Super Bowl, this was last year, I don't want to watch. I'm tired of seeing them. I'm tired of seeing them again and again. It's like the New York Yankees uh, back in the day. Not recently, but back in the day. I'm tired of them. You know, this is the only team winning the World Series. Your grandfather would know about that. And I think that this week it's just one and done for the New England program. I see Derrick Henry dominating the game. I see I see AJ Brown as a touchdown maker. The tight end in Tennessee is on fire, and his name just escapes me. If you could look that up for me right now, Mister Kavass, I'd be appreciative. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and, I don't uh, have anything else going on right now. I can look that up for you. No, no, no. Where's the intern? 
And uh, but what I mean, what I mean is that the um, the Titans are a team that um, is playing is playing a just a different sort of ball game than the um, than the New England Patriots. They're exciting. They're dynamic. His name is Smith, by the way. Mister Smith is a touchdown maker for the Titans. Mister Henry is a touchdown maker. And A.J. Brown very well could be your touchdown maker. Tannehill is going to throw for 300-plus yards in this game. They're going to have over 500, near 500 yards of offense against the New England Patriots team, and it's not going to be funny. It's not going to be that close, and the, the world will be shocked. Let it rain in Foxborough. Let it rain. What do you think about that, Mr. Kilbasa? I think I'm sick of eating chowder, but I'm definitely going to give you five points and we're going to put a wager on this because I'm not ever going to bet against the hoodie and the goat during the playoffs. And I think that they're going to come out and they're going to make fools out of the Titans. I have a uh, I have a bottle of Tennessee bourbon that says you're wrong. Tennessee bourbon. Mishy plus five. He'll take that. I'm giving you the five because it's not going to be that close. You're giving me five. I'm giving you the five, five that they're giving. They're giving. I'm giving you the five that the smart guys are giving you. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. I'll take that all day long. Okay. Um, the problem with the New England Patriots is Tom Brady. Eh, maybe. The problem with the New England Patriots is their wide receiving core, and um, Edelweiss is fine. Dorsett, no. Um, your man Sanu, no. Um, Rex Burkhead and James White are their best receivers, and you can't play them all the time. And I just think that the Tennessee team on both sides of the ball in this first round of the playoffs is is a more talented football team. And the more talented football team is going to win this game, and that's the Tennessee Titans. I'll be happy to take those points, and I'll be happy for you to get me a nice bottle of bourbon when it happens. And that is your Saturday. Going to be a great Saturday when you just plop on down about 3.30, and you're good until you're falling asleep around midnight, and then you're going to wake up and do it all over again. But you're going to be doing it <laughs> at a different time because the – let me see here. They're going back to 1 o'clock. Going back to a one o'clock games in Philadelphia and a standard, well, it's going to be like a 440 game in uh, New Orleans. Sunday at 105, baby. The 13 and 3 Saints steamrolling towards the Super Bowl are inviting their little brothers, the Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> and they're going to give them seven and a half. And they're up in the over under to 49 and a half on this one, but yeah. Don't tell me you're a Vikings fan now, Michi. I don't think anybody's yeah. going to be a Vikings fan this weekend, except I'll those in something. the what do you call that? The the mid the north midwest upper oh, upper north you, upper midwest the upper midwest. Yeah, you can you you can call it the uh, Canada, bro. I I care. They're really close. South no, Canada. Yeah, South Canada, and uh, you know that's the upper midwest. And the Minnesota Vikings are healthy. And on the road, dome team against dome team. And the New Orleans Saints have uh, somehow become the sweethearts one more time. The New Orleans Saints, as you remember two years ago, got smoked by Stefan Diggs. 
to lose a tremendous playoff game. And as I remember last year, New Orleans kind of choked on their first-round playoff game. They both got good records. They're both talented. The winner here plays the Green Bay Packers, by the way. And I'll tell you what, this is going to be a, a knock 'em, sock 'em, rock 'em, sock 'em, robot sort of football game. And the skilled players are going to be challenged as if this was a fantasy football week. The skilled players are going to be challenged. I know it. Michael Thomas on the Saints is a stud. We know that. Adam Thielen is not on the injury report and evidently healthy. Could be a big, big problem for the New Orleans Saints, a healthy Adam Thielen. I like Stephon Diggs um, as much as I like Michael Thomas. So the dynamic at wide receiver, in my opinion, advantage Minnesota Vikings. How do you like that, Mr. Kielbasa? Advantage Vikings. Wow. The running back position with a healthy Delvin Cook against all of a sudden I can score touchdowns, Alvin Kamara, is going to be one to watch. Which one of these two men, in your opinion, Mr. Kielbasa, is going to tote the rock into the end zone this weekend? Is Dalvin, one or both of them? Is Dalvin, I think both of them. Is Dalvin Cook back to 100%? I mean, I thought... Um, I think I think everything I've seen is he's not on the injury report. Okay. He's going to play. And that is a huge, huge, huge bonus to the Minnesota Vikings, especially on the road. Um, and historically, I'm taking the under in this game because Minnesota on the road doesn't score a boatload of points. I'm going to ask you the magic question, though, Mr. Kilbasa. Yeah. Is this, is this Drew Brees rules the world game? And they just can't overcome – the Minnesota Vikings can't overcome the Vikings. Excuse me. The Minnesota Vikings can't come uh, overcome the Saints? Uh, or is this a case where, you know, Drew Brees is average like he was in his last playoff game, 240 yards, one touchdown, one interception? What Drew Brees are we seeing here this weekend? I, I think at the end of this game we're going to go to our dictionaries and we're going to look up the word determination – and all we're going to see is a picture of Drew Brees because he is going to be a man on a freaking mission. And I, I'm, I'm picking them right now to win the Super Bowl. There you go. Wow. Well, you're not going to like this. I'm going to take the Vikings in overtime in this game. Overtime. Uh-oh. I'm calling an overtime playoff game. Um, why? Because the last two playoff games, the AFC and NFC championship last year, both went to overtime. And Michi looking at that says there's going to be a game in the first round of the playoffs that will go to overtime. And I've identified this game as an overtime game. You weren't expecting that, Mr. Kobasa, were you? I love it when you call games going to overtime. That's a fucking. That's a great I don't do one. it very often. No. I don't do it often. I rather I rather you know look for defensive touchdowns, but sometimes overtime just talks to you. And this this could be a. I'm telling you, this might be rock'em sock'em. A lot of fun. And I um I just got a feeling that this is going to be a little closer than uh, some people think. And I got a feeling that the Minnesota Vikings could very well play the Green Bay Packers for the third time this year. All right. I'm taking the Vikings. You're taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Saints. I'm going to give you the seven and a half points again because I'm nice. And we are going to yeah. have big plates of Louisiana crawfish etouffee. Mm. At the, Wonderful. Yeah. And buckets of beer. And buckets yeah. of beer. 
And if I lose, um, we get to have like a, a barbecue barbecue reindeer from Minnesota. They have reindeer up there, don't they? <laughs> I th- so, so all those South Canadians have reindeer, don't they? We'll have some Minnesota food. We'll get something at Target and then cook it at home. I go. don't know what they yeah, do we'll up get, there. We'll get some brats. <laughs> Louisiana crawfish etouffee on this game, and I'm giving all you seven right. and a half points. That's a, that's quite a bit. I um, I, I think that Drew Brees is great. I disagree completely that the Saints are going to go to the Super Bowl. And, um, boy, if we were in the same room at 1 o'clock on Sunday, we'd be looking to move the furniture and or bring in the breakables because we'd be going at it. Yeah. It's going to be rock 'em sock 'em. There's going to be some hits in this game that, like, you move you on your couch. and like, wow, that looked like it hurt. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm looking forward to the next game too, Mr. Kilbasa. Yeah. The final yeah. game of the weekend for us and for the NFL. Glad we don't have to watch any more stupid bowl games this weekend. The Eagles did what they had to do to sneak into the playoffs. And they're yes, they hosting. Are they hosting? There's no way yes, they're sir. hosting. How the they, hell are they hosting? They are. Because Seahawks um, are a playoff team. Travis. Seahawks have a Seahawks. The Seahawks have 11 wins. The Eagles have uh, nine wins. They choked on it. The Seahawks choked on it in the last game. There was uh, another one of those. There was another one of those non-pass interference calls in that ball game. And if uh, if the world is right, they're going to get a rematch with the San Francisco 49ers in the next round. But first, Seattle has to come to the East Coast, and they're playing a 440 game so basically that's like 130 back home and that should be uh that should be a pretty much an equalizer the injuries in the seattle backfields and beast mode coming back is just a storyline and a half the injuries to the eagles wide receivers and dudes coming off the practice squad and performing is a story and a half i am so looking forward to this football game Sunday afternoon. Hmm. I am, I just, you know, I got no reason to like Seattle. I make fun of Philadelphia at every turn. And I'm looking for a great, great football game. And America and Mr. Kilbasa, somehow, some way, we all want the Seahawks to play San Francisco one more time. But I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to find a way to win this game. I think so too. I'm agreeing with you. I think it, well, I it'll be a it'll, it'll be a fitting <laughs> it'll be a fitting end to the Seahawks. They're back. They backed into the playoffs after being after getting you to your championship game. They're back in their way into the playoffs. And the Eagles, you know, they know how to work heel. They're going to grab the tights. They're going to put their foot on the ropes. They're going to put oh, a yeah. roll of quarters oh, in yeah. their fist. They're going to get the brass knuckles. They're going to do anything they possibly can. They're going to win have this the game powder. They're going to have they're going to have the pepper in a powder in their hand, and it's going right in your eyes. Yep. And the re- the referee is going to be knocked out. They're not going to see it. He's going to wake up just to count the one, two, three, man. And the Eagles, a team nobody wants to see go through. Unbelievable. Gonna... Yeah. I think what's most unbelievable. Nine and seven. No, this shouldn't be. This shouldn't be unbelievable, America. But because every once in a while, me and Mr. Kil- when me and Mr. Kibasa see things the same way. It happens. Whew. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, Mr. Kilbasa. I love it. <laughs> you know, because it would be, you know, think about it. It would be only fitting that Seattle gets San Francisco one more time. And yet, like you just said, somehow, some way, Philadelphia is good. Philadelphia made it happen with all their injuries. It's remarkable. And, and I right, don't know what. And writing off Carson Wentz again. And here he is. Now he gets his chance, finally. This is his uh, first playoff start, America. 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, bro. Seven interceptions. Yeah. Seven How's that famous, Jameis? How you doing? But and where's the, and where's Nick Foles at right now? <laughs> um, Nick Foles lost his job to a guy in a mustache. Yeah, uh, is he even on and a team, a, or did a, they get rid of him? A, no, he's still on the team. Oh, okay. He, uh, you know, he's Nick Foles. He's making he a Nick ton. Foles. He's and he was making a ton of money. He never has to. He never has to try hard again in his life with all the money he made on that contract. Yeah, but the thing about Nick Foles is he does try hard in his life. From everything I've heard about him, I know some people know him, et cetera, et cetera. Very good man. He's a good man. That's all. That's all I want to say about Nick Foles. He's great guy. Man. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. And, best to his uh, family. Best to his family. All the best. I hope health and happiness. You know, <laughs> salute. And uh, not no, but the question, the question really is: Russell Wilson has suffered down the end of the season. Um, the running back situation in Seattle is atrocious. Um, their wide receivers have certainly the, their only advantage is at wide receivers, and Philadelphia can get burned. Yeah. Philadelphia can get burned in a defensive backfield, but um, it is – my phone is ringing here, Mr. Kilbasa. I'm sorry for the distraction. No problem. You got to take it? No, heck no. Okay. And uh, no, you just dial back in a minute. It's easy. We're Please, almost done. We're know. almost done. No, we're never done. We can we're, talk for hours. Here. <laughs> we're almost but done. I got to go. The 40, but the, the Seahawks um, can throw against the Eagles, and it would be very interesting to me how Russell Wilson performs in this game. I think that the Eagles, um, they're going to keep this a low-scoring game, in my opinion, and somehow, some way, they're going to find a field goal, find a turnover. Marshawn Lynch fumbles to give the Eagles the ball in the last three minutes, and they go down, kick a field goal, and win this game. That's what's going to happen. Mm. That'll be funny. That'll be ironic. That'd be uh, emblematic as well for the uh, Seahawks. Very you know, you got you got rid of the guy. Now you need the guy, and the guy don't need you. Welcome to it. So can I recap here for a minute, Mr. Kovacic? Recap away, Missy. All right, we're going uh, front to back. Uh, the Texans will beat Buffalo, and they will meet the Baltimore Ravens next week. I just like the way that's going to be. In my opinion, in the, in the AFC, the Titans are going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. For a bottle of bourbon, and you're going to have a bottle of bourbon there, and that's what you're saying, and plus Mr. five. And, this, and Mr. Kilbasa, if he wins this, he will have his alleged uh, pick, alleged team here, the New England Patriots, playing the Kansas City Chiefs in uh, the next round. I, again, I like the Titans, America. I'm all over that. Um, you and I disagreed. I think the Vikings can beat the Saints in a low-scoring game and move on to play the Green Bay Packers. And we both, I'm loving this one, Mr. Kibasa. We're both going with the big dog. Both going with Philadelphia. 
is to find a way to beat Seattle and move on to play the 49ers. And that's the opening round in the NFL playoffs, people. What do you think about that? Hey, I think I think that's great prognostication from the great prognosticator. Take your money down to your app. Put some live bets on there when you're living in those legal gambling states. As the dominoes will fall on upon all of us. And find me on Mitchie 108. I might find a way to put a dollar down for you. There you go. We'll try it anyway. That's uh, the way it works. Heck now. yeah. And on that note, America. Great talking to you again. Happy scouting, Mr. Kielbasa. Happy, Happy scouting. scouting. Happy wild card weekend. Sorry everybody has to go back to work on Monday. and That's going to suck, but hey, that's what we do in January. January's made to suffer. Yeah. 30 for 30 in the sausage hut is no suffering. 30 for 30, 31 days in the hut. Rambles on. You know, we're not even, we're not, we're nowhere near to even being close to being close. But we're just, we're coming out of the gates hard, baby. Mr. Kabas, let me ask you a question. Yeah, make it quick. I will make it quick. Last year, you sent a photograph of a gold star to anyone who can, you know, download it and listen to every episode of the 30 for 30. Are you offering the same thing? A prize. Go to johnnykobasa.com and get your prize information right now, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>